Episode number 121, Camaro Future. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Oh, just enjoying my coffee, enjoying the day, enjoying <laughs> the weekend. That's oh, yeah. Just full of enjoyment. Oh, yeah. Not drinking beer. It's it's the morning right now, although I know nothing against I, anybody who drinks beer in the morning. But uh, I, it's, I've been known to on a certain summer day, usually Labor <laughs> Day, I'll, I'll do that. Wake up and just crack a beer. Not like right away, but, you know, like. <laughs> Like, go sit in the morning sun if it's warm enough and just kind of chill with a morning beer. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We got a jam-packed show for you guys this week. We're going to talk about the Camaro future going forward. What what can uh, Chevrolet do, I guess, to, I don't know, maybe sell some more cars? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We, uh... And one of those is uh, an article, uh, well, actually two articles put out by GM Authority um, with that same title. And we see they're going to be start shipping Camaros to Australia. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. That's going to be cool. Yeah. 2018 Mustang has got some horsepower figures. We'll talk about that. And uh, their uh, flagship car, the, the new Ford GT. And, and then we'll, uh-huh. we'll, we'll end the show with... With some uh, some other news, but let's some mis- miscellaneous tidbits. Yeah, let's start off. Let's talk about this article that and I'm pretty sure it was Manny who wrote this. He's a good friend of the show, a good friend of ours, mm-hmm. and he just basically laid it out. What what's wrong with the Camaro right now, and how can they fix it? And I gotta say, I, I don't not agree with him. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh yeah, I mean the 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 title I don't know if he meant to have it be as polarizing as what it is. Right. How it, five it, ideas how to, how to fix the Camaro. Well, it's not necessarily broken. Broken. Yeah. Because it in of itself a vehicle, a performance vehicle, it is the best Camaro ever made for performing. Mm-hmm. It, it's been proven time and time again. But we've been talking about, Chris, the past two to three months, maybe even longer, we do the, the, the sales figures every month. It's been hurting. It's, 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 well, in terms of sales compared to True. the Mustang and or the fifth generation car, it, we're True. seeing it's hurting. I, and here's the thing. If, if GM only wants to sell 30 to 40,000 or, or three to 4,000 cars a month, boom. They're hitting the nail right on the head. Yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. Know? And the rest of us could be could be why is not selling it? And GM is kicking back with their with their feet up, smoking a cigar, going, This is why we built this car. We don't step, care. Step three. Profit. <laughs> we made it. We're done. Exactly. Could could be. And we'll never know the true answer to that. Right. But from our perception, from the consumer perception, and Manny is hitting the nail on the head with this. He's speaking in terms of both the author, but as a consumer, I think he's right from our limited point of view. 
So, uh, Chris, you want to give the rundown of the the bullet points of this article? Yeah. The first one is get the MSRP down for the the V8. V8. It says the V8. V8. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He said the the entry point is $37,995 for the LT1 V8 car. Um, Dodge will sell you a 5.7 Hemi V8 for five grand less. And a Mustang GT can be had for as little as $34,095 with destination. So... Is that too expensive? Is Camaro pointed at the right demographic with the, with the way the car is right now? I, I can't I can't answer that question. Well, I, I can only answer it from our perspective. We can't answer it in terms of what General Motors is is going after because from all we can tell, there's no panic over there. They're doing exactly what they want to do. Yep, and but while the rest of us, while some, while some of us, are saying I can't afford this car or this car is overpriced, they're still selling three to four. I mean, in upwards of what was that the other month? Almost seven thousand units. Yeah, it was. It was up there. It was up there, seventy-eight forty-one in May. That's nothing to sneeze at. Well, I will say this. Price is, is a big factor for a lot of people. Um, the entry point, $38,000 for the 2018 Camaro with a V8. That's an that's SS, as l- yes. That's as low as it gets. That's not even with options. That's not even with destination. If I've been getting a lot of friendly, friendly heat yeah. for buying my 2009 Z06, being a Camaro disciple, being the co-host of the Camaro show, being the lifelong Camaro guy that I am. You know the reason why I don't have a 2018 Camaro? Is because I could buy that Z06 for the same price. So you'd rather have a Corvette over a Camaro then? I'd rather have something that performs... I've always preached value. Value, value, value. And I've I've wanted to have something that was... That you've never had before. Well, that, but you got to love that 427. You got to love 505 horsepower without even touching it. You know, I mean, yes, the the Camaro does have other things, but they're not important to me right now, right now in my life. But if that, if that Camaro SS price had been 34,000, I wouldn't even have considered that Corvette. Not once. Hmm. Because then I knew, okay, I could get into a, 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 a reasonably optioned, Camaro SS for the same price that I can get into this 2LZ eight-year-old Corvette. Yeah. But I couldn't. You have different priorities. You have different priorities. Uh, maybe my budget, the normal, my budget, well, maybe the normal Camaro buyer doesn't even consider a Corvette. Tr- very true. My, my budget though was capped. I yeah. couldn't go any higher. Yeah. And there was just no way I could, I could get that Camaro. I just couldn't do it. I don't regret it. I, I really like I'm that sure Corvette. It's well, fun. I'm, I'm sure you're in the same boat as a lot of people. But and that's the reason, what. and that's the reason why they're not either going with the sixth gen or not going upgrading from the like trading in their fifth gen because that's another thing on the list here, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, distance designed from Gen Five, and we've heard that from our listeners that the car isn't different enough for them to want to trade in their fifth gen or, or, or buy another Camaro mm-hmm. because they already got a gen five and it's, you know, similar. 
But then from GM's perspective, from GM's perspective, when they released the sixth gen and, and they had this all leading up to the release is they wanted to be evolutionary rather than revolutionary. They wanted to keep the same look and feel that made uh, the new fifth generation car so successful. Mm-hmm. Why go away from that and start new? I definitely see their point. The, yeah. the GM design, you know, it, it, it's such a fine line, and I don't think they'll ever be able to get it right fairly because it's just not, it's not not that they can't. What I'm saying is, is that you go too you go too wild. They're like, oh, doesn't even look like the Gen Five that I wanted to get, but I never got. Right. Or you stay too close. Well, you have the issue that we have now. Right. I I, I didn't think that they were very close, but as time goes on. I've caught myself going down the road and seeing a car coming at me and from a distance, just like, like coming over the hill, like from a half mile away, I know it's a Camaro, but I don't know what generation it is. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I get it. Um, another thing they said is, um, relax on the road courses. So I I guess what they're, what, what they're trying to say is, you know, not everyone's going to take their Camaro and run it at the Nürburgring or, um, but that's where they test and tune their cars. I don't think, I don't think they're going to Germany at, at the ring, um, because everybody's going to be taking their car and doing that. I think they learn, they learn so they get so much data and they learn so much about how to make the car better and how it can perform in the real world by pushing it to the edge on the Nurburgring. I, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I, I was thinking, what's the, what's the antithesis, antithesis, what's the opposite of this? Show, instead of showing road car, well, they're not really showing, they're not really advertising the car. They're just, their testing is the advertising. Right. But what should they do then? It, it, should they, they should, what I think they should do is, yeah, keep doing the road course thing, but then throw a little bit of money or, in in our, in our in our relationship probably a lot of money at advertising the car as lifestyle show it at the beach show it at a car <laughs> show show it you know the way they used to do it you know people enjoying the car appealing a little bit to the broader mass market yeah. instead of just the hardcore mm. person that yeah. really does care about the road course information but i think i think nowadays with the huge um I mean, GM's got to take into effect the huge impact of social media. And Mm. me, you, our community, and everybody else's community is doing that for them without them spending a dime. True, but but they're not, but they're not, I I don't think they're hitting the right crowd. They're hitting the people like us, but they're not hitting the people that are the the 28 year old dude or or husband or wife that's got a, a kid now that's uh, six years old or whatever and they got a good job and they got room for a, sp- a spare car in their garage and in, in their budget you know are, are they going to say yeah i can't wait to road course this with my wife in the passenger seat and my kid in the back they're not even they're they're, they're thinking entirely different they're not even thinking about road courses so you're thinking a change in marketing approach to the car well, i think that i think that we as the performance-oriented people are doing a wonderful job of, of promoting the, the car from a per- <laughs> right, but it's not selling the lifestyle. It's not selling. It's selling performance, not the lifestyle. What do we talk about every time we get together with a really good car show? It's not about the cars. It's about the people. Right. 
Well, there there is a demographic out there. There has to be that that's not about the performance. It's about the just straight enjoyment of the car. Right. Maybe that's something about that uh, that two liter turbo that we will be talking about. I would say next on the list um, is one of the five points um, of how to fix the Chevrolet. Maybe maybe promote that a little bit more. That yeah. it's not just all about hardcore pavement destroying performance and in you know competing with the top top echelon yeah. of performance vehicles of the world but to enjoy the car yes you can be a family man and or you can be a a, a new couple and enjoy the car without having to say it's only a race car because i'm sure a lot of people are thinking oh i don't need a race car right so that's what next that, and, point. And, and that would be a mustang so next point would be <laughs> <laughs> um build a dodge demon rival I don't know if I agree with this. I don't. I. I don't either. I mean, we have a Copo Camaro. Like we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to compete at the drag strip, they've got the Copo. The Copo is a drag car. It is mm-hmm. NHRA legal. It can. It can. You can take it to. The, no, it's not street legal. So if they want a Dodge Demon rival, then they want a drag Camaro that can't run at the drag strip. That's right. Without putting a cage in it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right? And and nothing against the Dodge Demon. I think it's a badass car. Just, oh, yeah. I'd love to play with one. Love to play with one. I, I've i driven a lot of fast cars, and that would probably uh, that would, that would probably make me there's a little some, nervous. There's some controversy about the Dodge Demon recently, too. Did you read that? That there was some recent um, press events for it, and uh, apparently uh, they wouldn't post times and... and, and and uh, journalists are reporting that the Dodge Demon can't even get out of the 11s. <laughs> oh, come on. That's the 11-1 is what they're saying. I'm having a really, really hard time buying that. Anyways, I digress. Uh, the next yeah, one I, on, the, I... on the list is make the base engine better. That's what I was alluding to a little bit ago. The 2-liter uh, turbo uh, cylinder offering... Continues to be a hard swallow for hardcore Camaro customers and potential buyers, is what they're saying. I don't have a problem with it. After driving it, I got no problem with it. None whatsoever. I think it's the whole two liter turbo or, or you know, we we are in an age of engineering excellence. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not the old 454 big block days of the 60s and the Chevelles and whatnot. Um, I, I, I'm trying to remember, was I talking to Al about this? And yeah, he says, he said, just look, look at, look at the old 454 Chevelles. It went zero to 60 in five Eight. point something seconds, right? The yep. two liter turbo does it in less than that, or if not the same. I can't remember if it was the same or a little less. Two separate cars, two different mm-hmm. worlds, engineering and that's what we got to focus on i think you I got agree. you got freaking britain over here saying they're gonna be banning all gasoline powered cars by the year 2025 or something like that or 2040 i can't remember what it was it's like pff, who, who cares <laughs> you know first of all they don't even know how to say soccer okay exactly. I just made a lot of enemies. Well, a few. Yeah. Absolutely oh. right. The two different generations, two different ways of thinking, but the, the the goal is still the same as performance. I don't think people know that that car can actually perform. It's still it's still surprising people. Yeah. 
Um, Doug Iden, I was talking to him at the Camaro Five Fest uh, a couple weekends ago. Was it Doug? It was. Gosh, who was? I talked to a lot of people. No, it was um, Mike Lee. It was Mike Lee. Okay. He he was uh, in his ZL1 behind the, a two liter turbo, um, the uh, the Auto X the 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 SEMA type package. Oh yeah. Yep. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. Oh yeah. The yellow one. Yep. And he said that that thing was just whipping ass on the road course. Yeah. I mean, it yep. does perform, and people it don't does. believe it performs. You're right though. Two liter turbo doing better than a four fifty four. Nobody needs a four twenty seven in their car anymore. Anything like that. They don't need big cubes. <laughs> big pipes. <laughs> Nobody needs an LS7 in their Corvette. But, I mean, right, what else? Uh, that's it. That's it. Oh, that, you know, oh, before we, it. Okay. we're going to spend the whole show talking about this, but that's okay. Um, it's easy. It, it, it is easy. And while I do agree with parts of the article, I do have to think that Chevrolet knows what they're doing. There's. Have you seen... Camaros being advertised and in, in, in the paper and on TV um, with $10,000 off sticker. They're trying to blow these things out. No, the 2018s mm-hmm. are coming out now. They're not trying to blow out the 2017s. Maybe they will be at the end of the summer, but I'm not seeing the massive amount of ho- the money on the hoods. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. We saw a little, like a little bump, I want to say at some point, but I think that was... That might have even been the fifth generation where they were trying to blow those things out. Was maybe that's yeah. what it was. And I but remember, I remember talking right, with Monty about this uh, from when he was with GM Communications, and he's uh, one of the things we asked is how come they're not selling more cars? And one of the reasons why he said is they're not selling in mass for rental cars anymore. Yeah, and that would be one of the reasons for that. So maybe with the flex plant that they have with the Cadillac, mm-hmm. they don't need as much to sell the Camaro. Probably. Remember what we've, we've talked about quite quite a bit is they don't care about how many cars they sell. They care about how much money they make off each car. Yeah. Look at McLaren. <laughs> I mean, they only make a handful of cars every year, but you know they're profitable. Yep. Yep. So, so maybe maybe they're maybe they're going. You know what? I'm. We know. We have a lot of people from GM listening to this show, and they may be going, Chris and Jason, you guys could not be farther off. You got no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. You're only seeing sales figures. You're not seeing and that's the true. true business that, value. That could be true. So we're just we're from we, the outside looking in. And we are speaking on behalf of the enthusiast right. as on behalf of the consumers, because that's the one point of view that we can identify with much more clearly than 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 the business side of things. Right. I mean – you know, if you want to send me, you know, your business operations plan and everything like that, I'll take a look at it and I'll critique it, and then we could talk about it on the show. <laughs> you know, showing your profit and loss statements and everything like that. I'm sure you'd love to get that in the hands of the public. So send it on over. I'll take a look at it. One thing that could help, or I guess get a little more, uh, just bring the bring the Camaro to the to the the rest of the world, mm-hmm. is this article that GM Authority posted this week. Uh, this is the sixth generation Camaro is going to be heading to Australia uh, via the Holden Special Vehicles. That's significant because you know what that means is that's a right-hand drive Camaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out there. And that's one spot Mustang is selling uh, is overseas. I don't think Camaro is. And I think they did that on purpose. 
they have their faithful here. They don't need to sell it anywhere else. Um, the article says that the Holden faithful may soon be granted access to a piece of the forbidden fruit, the Chevrolet Camaro. <laughs> Thanks to internal efforts from the Holden Special Vehicles and owner Wolkenshaw that reports a right-hand drive sixth-generation Camaro program is a go. According to the report, GM Products chief and former Holden boss, Mark Royce, has given the project his blessing, and Holden itself has given its nod of approval as well. That's That could be cool. That could be real cool, seeing a right-hand drive. So they would build, would they build the Camaro here and then ship it as a right-hand drive there, or would they build it as a regular Camaro, ship it there, and then they convert it to right-hand drive. I have no idea how that works or how, how those those projects normally work. I got to think that part of Australia is kind of angry about that because we, so? you know, we borrowed a bunch, you know, from, from sure. Holden. Yeah. <laughs> and then we killed the, their car. And then we said, okay, we whacked your car. Now you can have one of ours. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, listen, it says GM's factory support means... Wolkenshaw will gain a discounted purchase price on left-hand drive Camaros, and then the company will take what is learned from its right-hand drive conversion program for Ram trucks and apply it to the Camaro program. It also helps HSV and Wolkenshaw have been working with GM parts for a very long time. HSV is said to be targeting a sub-90,000 Australian price, which is a $71,000 U.S. price tag, so... That answers my question. I just had to read a little bit further. Crazy. Crazy. Nobody reads further. Yeah. Nobody does. It's expected the program will roll out with the updated 2019 Chevrolet Camaro. If that indeed is, is, is the refreshed year of 2019, which is only a year from now, when they'll mm-hmm. start less than a year from now is when they would start rolling off, which means we would have to start seeing these things more. We would definitely be seeing them at the shows. Um. So yeah, that's uh, this is nothing's official yet, but the Camaro will certainly help ease the sting of the Holden Commodore SS's demise, even if it's poised to be pricey performance option. Gosh, well, here we go with pricing again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll never stop talking about pricing. We'll never stop well, talking about pricing. That that is the great divider between whether you can have it or whether you can't. Right. Make make the car eighteen grand. Make make it like thirteen, which is how much your first Camaro cost, or fifteen, or whatever it was. Yeah, my my ninety three Z twenty eight was sixteen eight. Out the there door. you go. Imagine wow. if you can get a twenty nineteen Camaro for the same price. Yeah, would you would you buy a Camaro if you could get a two liter turbo Camaro nineteen nine out the door? Oh yeah, I'd buy in addition to the Corvette I did buy. You could buy two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because I because I'd sell Val's uh, Chevrolet or Buick Encore. Heck, I'd sell my kids uh, Chevrolet Equinox too. Why not? <laughs> Camaros for everybody. Camaros for you. Everybody. everybody. What are we turning into Oprah? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody gets a Camaro. Everybody gets a two-liter turbo. Well, not everybody can have a Camaro yet. No. And uh, if if people are only comparing horsepower numbers. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> not everybody's going to want a Camaro if what uh, again GM Authority is saying is true. They're saying 28, yeah. 2018 Ford Mustang GT makes more power 
than the Chevrolet Camaro SS. Ford has confirmed that what we knew was coming, the 2018 Mustang GT has more power than its chief rival, the 2017 Chevrolet Camaro S. Mustang's going to be doing 460 horsepower, five more than the Camaro SS. But, but, people got to note this footnote. Yeah. The Mustang is still down on torque by 35 pound-feet. We all know torque is where the fun is. Yeah. How did you how did you put that? Is uh, horsepower is how fast you can get to the wall, and uh, torque is how hard you hit it. <laughs> uh, uh, horsepower like? is how is how hard you hit the wall. <laughs> Horse, uh, sorry, horsepower is how hard or how. Now you got me screwed up. Horsepower <laughs> is how fast you hit the wall. Torque is how far you push it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. So, um. Yeah, that that Ford uh, five liter Coyote V eight engine. That's it's a pretty cool engine. Um, dude, in my neighborhood has one. It sounds really good too. So they're, basically, they're saying is is Chevrolet going to sit back and relax? Of course. Based not. on well, based on what we talked about, maybe they they're, they're still saying we don't care. Yeah, and four fifty five horsepower. They, all they got to do is go probably plug a laptop in, um, <laughs> um, hit a few keys, and it's probably making four seventy five. So. And, <laughs> No one, no one. The way the guys work, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're like, okay, whatever, numbers, numbers. Um, All right, hey, uh, remember that catalytic converter converter thing you were working on last weekend? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> there's a zero to sixty in under four seconds, but there's a catch. Uh, the sub four seconds time is only achievable with the optional performance pack and the car's ten speed automatic transmission. They'll also have new Michelin Pilot Sport 4S tires for the acceleration figure. So you got to have all their go-fast stuff on there and summer-only tires, but that's fine. That's fine. Next. <laughs> next. next. Next Camaro. Next. Next. How about next Ford? There's a video going around. <laughs> oh, God. Of 2017 Ford GT getting chased down by a 2017 Camaro ZL1. Isn't that cool? I thought it was, yeah, pretty, I don't... I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, granted, I mean, obviously, you know, the two cars aren't a true match. Um, but it yeah. was a fun video to watch. Let me play just a little bit of it right here. So you can hear it. One of them's right in the, uh, it's at mid-Ohio. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some dude, and they're just like, I think it looked like a Cobalt SS, and they just blow by this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, get over. So, couple couple quick notes about this video. Yes, yeah. yes, the Gazelle one actually has three more horsepower than the Ford GT. However, it also has a thousand, thou one thousand pounds more weight to it. Oh, so um, hardly yeah. hardly a fair fight. And by the way, uh, the Ford GT is a mid-engine. Uh, and oh, by the way, it has more aerodynamics on mm-hmm. the car to boot. So here's fun. here's what I'm assuming is happening in this video. First of all, this dude just dropped $450,000 on this Ford GT. And only he's one of a thousand people that could get one out of multiple thousands of applicants. So he's probably not going to say, hey, I'm going to see how close I can put this thing into the wall and do that horsepower versus torque theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bam. <laughs> So he might be just kind of like taking it easy, or maybe he's just not an experienced driver and he's being smart about it. And the ZL1 driver might be very experienced. Yeah. It does come down to driver. 
We've proven this time and time again. Yes, yes, we have. Yes, we have. But it is neat, considering that this uh, video is on FordAuthority.com, so <laughs> yeah. very, very cool for them to post that yeah. and not be total idiots about yeah. it. So, Hey, we got any voicemails? We have none. <laughs> but wow. we do have a couple emails that came in from our feedback system. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get to those right now. So go ahead and read the first one. Yeah, this is a, this is a result of a meeting that I had while I was – another meeting I had while I was at Camaro Five Fest. Uh, it comes from a guy named Mike, and he said, uh, Jason, I want to touch base with you after your our conversation at Camaro Fest. Brian, uh, the uh, co-founder of his organization that I'll get to in a minute, and I are extremely interested in working with you and your show to get the word about uh, out about our organization and the service we do and what we are planning to do in the future. The growth of – company horsepower therapy look forward to talking with you so i've been meaning to talk about this uh horsepower therapy is a really really neat uh program uh non-profit uh program their mission uh on their website at horsepowertherapy.org is to use horsepower therapy to support empower and enrich the lives of america's veterans combat wounded veterans and the families of fallen service members to heal from their wounds both visible and hidden we provide opportunities for those veterans and their families to experience the fun and fellowship of horsepower therapy and the bond shared by all veterans during track events, car shows, and industry events. So it's um, it's 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 kind of a neat neat program. Um, it, it, the message from their founder, uh, just briefly, it's 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 a. It's a benefit that the hobby of motorcycles brings to the the founder over the years. Basically, what they do is they they kind of sh almost chaperone or concierge people at car events. That's cool. Um, kind of get them out, get them get them in action. It's 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 really neat that they do that, and they're super super nice guys. Um, they have they have um, they have documentation that backs up the need for what they do, and of course, we being car folks we can't you know we can't ignore that so uh i chatted with them for quite a bit it's an all-volunteer nonprofit organization formed by retired military members family members and civilians just um to, to to take veterans to events you know every dollar goes toward the expenses related to bringing the deserving heroes and families coming from all over the country together to have a good time that's cool that's yeah. cool what's their what's their website again we strongly encourage everybody to check out their website, horsepowertherapy.org. There's a, there's a section of their website called In Action, which I think is where it's going to um, uh, – that's where they're, yep, their upcoming events is going to be. Um, yeah, and they still have a few more events. They also do have a Donate Now button. Um, encourage everybody that, that feels in line with, with what uh, they're doing to donate via PayPal, and you will, of course, get a receipt on that. Very cool. So horse, yep. we'll be doing more with therapy, those, those guys in the future for sure. Horsepowertherapy.org. You got it. Cool. Well, that's a great organization. Uh, thanks for talking with those guys. And maybe in a future episode, we'll, we can get one of those guys on the show and talk a little bit more about the organization and what they're mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if you guys have something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Let us know. We have no voicemails this week. Nobody's called in. Here's I feel lonely. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Yeah, do it now. Um, our last message here comes from Jason Dabler. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? Well, that was a test. 
Now, this is uh, Mr. Jonathan Brown. He's a frequent caller to the show. He said, hey, guys, sliding in that Jason picked up a Grand Sport? What the F, guys? (laughs) You slide that crap in and leave us wondering for details. We know you're a trader, Jason, digging the Camaro and the Camaro show and owning a Corvette. Welcome to the club. He's a Corvette owner. That's, that's <laughs> Welcome to the club. We need details, color, driving impression, what generation. I searched the podcast past and can't find any info. Don't hide that crap. We want the info. Corvettes are cool. Sometimes taking the target roof off is cool. And now that your kids are out of the house in college, two sweaters rock too. Although Chris's convertible has this badass roof off motoring too. Saw one in person a while back, and in person with the roof off. Really stunning road car with the concept car uh, look good looks. Congrats to you both guys, but we want more photos and videos of you guys enjoying your rides. Thanks for all you do, JB. Well, we kind of gave details of this, didn't didn't didn't? I think so. Well, just just in case, yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, I'm a trader. I'm a big old trader. But I had my wife gave me a very strict budget of uh, forty thousand dollars, and um, I I couldn't find the ZL one that I wanted. I searched high and low. I could not find it. Could not find it. Could not find it. And I've been spending all this time on my new garage getting it ready for a car. And finally, I said, you know what? Every, everybody should probably own a Corvette in their life if they can pull it off. Just to see what it's all about, what the big deal is. It's a 2009, a silver Z06 2LZ. So basically, it doesn't have the nice leather interior, but it's got all the other stuff. Um, 9,000 miles, and I'm the third owner. Uh, I bought it from a dealership in Florida and had uh, Andrew Beesemeyer. I'm never going to get that right from Southern Integrity Auto Transport. Deliver it. It's mint condition. It doesn't. It's minty mint. It doesn't get any more minty. It's minty fresh. Did, did you eventually get the old man smell out of it? Um, no. <laughs> Dang. No, because um, dr- okay. So that's details. There's the details. Driving impressions. I I really like it. I've never even I've never even really driven a Corvette before. I did drive a ZR1. At Spring Mountain on a short, slow, low-speed road course at one point, I think. Seems like I did. And, and I liked it. It was all right. But um, there was just always something about that 427, especially, the, think about this, the same 427 that makes that 5th Gen Z28 such an animal. I, I know that I've preached about weight isn't a big deal, but it it sure is cool knowing that, that I'm, you're in a, you're, you got that 427 in a 3,300-pound Corvette. <clears throat> um. Tar- taking the target roof off? Not for me. That roof does not come off, no, it's and Z06. I don't want it to. Yeah, because I think and he said you picked up a new Grand Sport. It's no, yeah, it's nope. a Z06. Nope, Z06. Um, and now that the kids are out of college, with the kids in the house, and me and my two <laughs> fists are leaving. Um, I only have one kid, as far as I know. <laughs> and uh, yes, he's he's out of the house and in college, and he's got his own car, his own career that he's building. Two sweaters rock too. I'm not sure what he meant by that. Like it means, I, I think you can put two sweaters on when you take that car out for a ride. Oh, like you know, where I can pop my collar and yeah, <laughs> pop, lop, pop, lock and drop. Yeah, there you and go. I can you know put my <laughs> my uh, my my you know my leather driving gloves with the with the holes in the knuckles. Yeah, in the in the Corvette logo embossed on the back and the you know my up. Corvette. You got to make sure you get the, the 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 wave and the thumbs up properly. 
Yeah. You know what I've been doing ever when I drive it and I see another Corvette driver and when they come at me giving the wave, I give them the finger. Oh. Boom. Right there. Damn. Suck it. Wow. No, I've actually um I haven't gotten the Corvette wave. I've gotten the wave from other people though driving other things. Mustang, minivan, Jeep, UPS truck. <laughs> UPS truck. <laughs> I, I mean, it's really nothing that special, honestly. It's just it's 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 an older Corvette. But you know what? I I really like it. The big question is why didn't I go for a C7? Well, A, cost. But yeah, obviously. B, B, I don't like the C7s. You don't? I do not like them. I think they are way too overdone in terms of angles and plastic scoops and things like that. It it's it doesn't it it looks too complicated now. The C6 is you. clean and timeless. Wow. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So more on that. I, I, I'm, if you want to know more, some, if you want to know more, been, call in. Call in. Yeah, call in or be watching for some YouTube videos that I post about it, talking Boom. a little bit more in depth. Boom. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you for those um, messages, guys. Uh, please yeah. make sure you guys call in on the show too. Make sure you call in. Um, yeah. We're, we got. Uh, we're almost at forty minutes on the show now. Yeah, we got to cash out of here. So. Um, do you want to talk about one of these things last, and then we'll wrap up the show? No, nah, we'll talk about them all. Last okay, we'll week. see them for next week. Then. That's last, cool. Yeah, we'll talk about them last week. It makes no sense. We'll talk about them last um, talk about some new parts for the 2016-2017 Camaro. A little bit more news with the Yanko Camaro, and how about this? A Hellcat engine in something you would never expect. Chris, I haven't even told you about this, so oh, we'll be talking boy. about that next week. It'll oh, be boy. pretty cool. Awesome. All right, then we will see you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!